every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our code BELIEVE to get started. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals-centric specific show. I am one of your co-hosts. I'm Javon J. Love Adams. And with me is the man. He's the engine. He's the Hemi. Uh, I don't know. Whatever it is. He's the engine that runs this thing. The one and only Ed Easy Smith. He played not only professional baseball, but he also played in the National Football League. And so I want to uh, get his thoughts on the the aftermath of, of, uh, of the Super Bowl and uh, I don't know, there might be some things going on here in Cardinal land a little bit. I don't know. How you living, man? All good, man. Can't believe a season has come and gone. We've, I mean, it just seems like it flew by, but another great year with you, man, covering everything for Believe. I think we will, typically you'll see us with a little bit more uh, staccato, a little bit more in and out, bobbing and weaving, but something tells me this offseason season. We're going to be here, if not every week, at least every other week. Something is going on. Before we get into the elephant in the room, uh, the Kyler Murray situation, your thoughts on the Super Bowl, the Los Angeles Rams, and it's probably nothing worse than your 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 divisional rival winning the Super Bowl. And, of course, you losing to them, the ultimate Super Bowl champions. I mean, sometimes you can take a little bit of solace in that. But for the most part, I was never, as a Laker fan, I was never happy when we lost to the, to the Spurs. I was never happy when uh, whenever we would lose to, to Boston or to when the times we lost to Detroit. That didn't bring me happiness, Doug. So what were your thoughts on the Super Bowl? Uh, you know, it was a good quality game. It wasn't a, what I would call like a whole lot of excitement in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I thought it was a good game. The came down, obviously, the last drive, uh, the winning drive by the Rams, and then you know, uh, Bengals had a chance at the end there, came up short. But, um, you know, quality game. Um, I think the better team won. Yeah. Uh, and, and the, the score really doesn't reflect, you know, how much better I thought the Rams were as an overall team against okay. the Bengals because it was a close game. Uh, talent-wise, I don't think anybody would dispute, especially with the veterans – uh, and obviously the Rams went out and pretty much purchased that team. They didn't draft it. So we know right. they had more experienced, uh, probably better uh, roster from top to bottom. But it does show that, uh, you know, the, this final score of that game showed that the Bengals were in it all the way from beginning to the end. The, the ironic thing is, you know, people keep talking about how all oh, the Bengals, they had no reason to be in that game. They did this. They did that wrong. Uh, man, in the fourth quarter, with about six, seven minutes to go, whatever it was, mm-hmm. the Bengals were leading by four, so it was more than a field goal. The Rams had to go down and score a touchdown. Otherwise, we'd be talking about the Cincinnati Bengals as the Super Bowl champions for this season. So they put up a great fight. Like I said, in the end, I do think the better team won, uh, especially and I, what I do think, Jay, is 
they made the the Rams made the proper adjustments, especially right. defensively to get after Burrow a little bit and make life tough for him. They stopped the run, they did some different things, and you know, in the end, I think the Rams, you know, like I said, a lot of people picked them at the beginning of the season, and very rarely do you have a situation where the majority or a lot of people pick this team to at least represent their conference and and then the majority picked them to win it all in addition. I think a lot of people got it right just because of what they saw, you know, from the Rams in terms of acquisition. Right. Uh, they went through their bumps and bruises and stuff like that. But like I said, it is what it is. Rams are NFC or NFL champions. And uh being a Cardinals fan, you have to look at this one like Man, that really stinks. That <laughs> I, I am springing this one on you, so we're going to get to the Kyler Murray situation in just a moment. But the, the debate that I've been hearing, especially on – yeah, the debate that I've been hearing, I was going to say especially on uh, uh, satellite radio, but no, that's what I've been hearing is Matthew Stafford, Hall of Famer. <laughs> no, right? I mean, no, right? I, I mean, I, I mean, it, No. What's he, what are your thoughts on on him? Is that too knee-jerk, the fact that – because he puts up the stats, and we know that the, the nickname was going around for a while, that what, what he was called, what, uh, Pat Stafford. Yeah. Uh, and, and then we have him winning a Super Bowl. It, does that put him over the top, or does he still have to do more because of, because of what the history is? You can't ignore the history, right? I think he has to do a little more uh... – you know, in the end, I think he will eventually get in, especially if he continues to, to pat the stats. You know, it is, you know, we've had quarterbacks with no uh, Super Bowl championships go in. We've had some with multiples that, you know, a couple that haven't gotten in, you know. Right, right. I think a Jim Plunkett or somebody like that comes to mind. Easy, 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 easy. I'm just saying, you know. That's, that's right in territory. No, I, get what you, I know exactly what you're saying, though. I know but exactly you know, I do think that, you know, if he continues to put the stats out there, uh, you know, gets to another championship game, meaning NFC championship, who knows, maybe ends up in another Super Bowl, he would then be, I'm, I would almost say guaranteed. But I'm I'm like, I'm with you. I'm pumped to breaks. we got a long way to get before he even gets to that point, because you got to remember, it's five years after he retires. I don't think Stafford is anywhere near retiring. So yeah. that debate will we'll have plenty of time for that debate for the five years after he puts in his retirement papers. Let's let him continue to compile up uh, until then. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So what we're hoping is that this time next year, where when the Super Bowl will be in our backyard – almost literally in our backyard. Uh, <laughs> we'll be talking about the Cardinals being uh, being Super Bowl winners as the last two Super Bowls have been played, essentially home games for, for the home team, so to speak. So there was the, the – the, the elephant in the room is the Kyler Murray controversy, the Kyler Murray situation that's going on. And at the end of the Pro Bowl, Kyler Murray's uh, – somebody noted I, – I saw this on social media uh, that a, a reporter noted that he had – he had uh, for his Instagram account. He had he had just de- deleted every all the pictures, all the all the references to the Arizona Cardinals, all their logos, and just had two pictures. One was him in uh, Oklahoma, and then one was him in his in his Pro Bowl uniform. And so, of course, that started the speculation: what's going on, and what's is he dissatisfied? And then you and I even kind of talked about that a little bit on the radio show, Easy Sports Talk Show here on in the in the Phoenix area, and. And so just kind of unsure about what's going on. This is the speculation. You just kind of run wild because he didn't during that week leading 
going to the Super Bowl, he didn't make any comments about that. He didn't he didn't come out and say anything. He clearly had the opportunity to say to say something to be able to to put out these you know the to to stop fanning the flames of of uh, speculation. But what ended up happening was uh, there was a, a report on uh, the, a report that came out from what was it Chris Mortensen that essentially said that Kyler Murray was upset because he feels that he's being scapegoated for the for the failures for for the lack of reaching the potential for for the team and so that's why he's upset that's one of the reasons why he's upset and so of course that that ended up mushrooming into something different and then he ends up putting out a statement and the statement essentially says, and I'll just kind of read it and we'll kind of go and take it from you know, where this kind of conversation goes from there. He says, he puts out the statement um, that says, I play this game for the love of it, love of it. Uh, teammates, everyone who has helped me to get to, to this position that believed in me and to win championships. All of this nonsense is, is not what I'm about, never has been, never will be. Anyone who has ever stepped between those lines with me knows how hard I go, love me or hate me, but I'm going to continue to grow and get better. And there, and lastly, before I turn it over to my esteemed partner who knows what goes on in these locker rooms and has been in there, in the locker rooms and clubhouses, there was, uh, I went to Cards Wire today and there was uh more comments about kyler murray maybe not being a good leader um this it seems to be there's all different things that are going on here first of all what is your interpretation of all this and kind of who's the blame here with with this getting to be such a firestorm now well you know jay you bring up in that quote that he made and i've kind of circled it you know, he talks about, you know, he plays this game for the love of it, you know. And first question for me is, do you actually love the game, Kyler Murray? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I look at so many different things. And here's the thing. I got to pat you and myself on the back. While everybody all through these last couple of years, especially with the 10-2 the and two starts and 7-0 and oh, and then last year, 6-3, and three, whatever you want, everybody likes to blow a lot of smoke. Mm-hmm. You and I have questioned from day one just certain attributes and body language and things that we see. You know, you know what happens? A lot of times the pretty girl, she's always told how pretty she is from day one. Oh, you were so beautiful as a baby. Now look at the cute little girl. Now she's gorgeous because you know, and she's in high school. She's never heard anything negative about herself. Mm-hmm. And what happens? They get that, you know. Stuck upness. You, you, we both know we ran around enough in high schools, and we just knew there were certain girls always walked around with their booty on their shoulders. We always, you know, <laughs> right? Because nobody had ever told them anything negative. Well, right. you know, Kyler has been in that kind of bubble since he was a little boy playing pee wee football. Man, it was not too long ago they were showing the clips from when he made a tackle in pee wee football, and like he blew this kid up, and it's like. I mean, I'm like, golly, how far are you guys going to go back? I mean, so yeah, what yeah. has happened, Jay, is you and I have been keeping it real from day one. Certain things we don't like about Kyle's game. Other things, obviously, we can talk about how much we do like certain things. But his leadership, his body language, his demeanor sometime, how he reacts to things on the field, these are all things that we've said from day one he needed to work on. Then you compile that by this 10-2 and two start, you know, uh, you know, we crumble down the the, the, the the stretch. Then we put up that performance in a playoff game. And then the reports come out that, you know, they were trying to talk him into going out for the last portion of the game. And he was basically like, nah, I'm done. That's it. 
this is your leader, right? So then mm-hmm. you know, we talk about, you know, everybody having to take accountability. I don't care who you are. Kyler Murphy, it's Kyler Murray, at some point you have to take accountability. Somebody might have said to him, Kyler, these are the things that we saw this year and we need some work on. And his feelings immediately gets hurt because he's never been chastised or called out or anything. Now I'll say this much. Yeah. The responsibility of how this has leaked out and where it is, Jay, if he had not scrubbed his social media and My. made that public, would we ever know? Like if he had some private conversations with whether it's Kingbury Kime, group together, whatever it is, even some of his teammates, would we have known any of this? No. Right. So right. I put this at the feet of Murray in terms of he's the one who started it. Now it's ballooning and he wants to talk about, well, I'm not about this. And, you know, obviously you are because this stems from you scrubbing your social media. Some think it's a ploy because you're looking for those big dollars like Josh Allen and Mahomes and stuff like that. You've allowed the speculation to start and kind of blossom because mm-hmm. of your actions. And then to boot, you know, we're starting to hear the reports about, you know, how some questions leadership within. Uh, we, we hear, like I said, the reports about the last game, you know, him not wanting to go back out there. These are things that if you want that big Josh Allen quarterback uh, contract, if you want that Mahomes contract, you have to show not just the, the skills on the field, but the leadership and the qualities as well. And yeah. he's come up short, in my opinion, in a lot of those other attributes. And I, if you're the Cardinals, wouldn't you question? I mean, if the, some of the reports are clear, he's the last one in and the first one out. And we're questioning how much he's putting into the game plans and this and that. You know, if you want to be paid like Tom Brady, you got to work like Tom Brady. And I'm not Ooh. seeing – there's a lot of things I'm not seeing – and like I said, this is going to get uglier before it gets better because now what's going to happen is because there's like, unless we have some press conferences and stuff like that, the media is going to be the voice. His yeah. lack of speaking and, you know, if the Cardinals, they, they don't want to hurt his feelings anymore than they have. They stay quiet. He stays quiet. The only way we can kind of sort this out is, you know, people like you, myself, and other media members who are trying to decipher everything and it, like I said, it's going to get uglier before it gets better. This is <clears throat> this is interesting. I mean, it's interesting to me in a, in a lot of different ways. So, oftentimes you have to know who you're talking to. If you're if you are the the Cardinals, for example, and you've heard me give give examples of uh, my my youngest son. Just the other day, he came to me because he plays football, talented, and but he's kind of he's still trying to find his way as to how dedicated he wants to be. Now, the the Javon of three or four or five years ago would have when he came to me when I said you should go to strength training today would have jumped down his throat when he said I don't want to go you're going to go because I effing told you and you're going to you said you want this and blah blah blah. but knowing the audience knowing who I'm talking to I got to approach it a different way so I came at it the same way I would maybe say to you hey man just think about this you said you want this and you said this and this is this and you have to be think about your these are the I gave him the reasons I said think about it about five minutes later, he came back and said, "All right." He had his bag and he was ready to go. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to make him go, but that, but he, because I spoke to him in a way in which I knew that he would receive it, that is, that helped to at least get the process going. Could it be that the Cardinals, even even after three seasons, three years, don't know how to communicate with their supposed franchise quarterback to get him to make the changes that they want to make? Could that be something? Absolutely, Jay. And I'll take it a step further. They might be scared to communicate with him at this point in time because of, like I mentioned, 
you know, his feelings, man, are really tender. And, you know, part of the issue is even if it's not the organization talking to him, for the first time in his life and career, the media, he's not a darling with the media all of a sudden. Just think about this. At the beginning of the year when they were 7-0 and he was scoring all the touchdowns in the back of the end zone doing the Zen thing yes. and all that stuff. And, you know, what were, the talks? what were the talks? It was, oh, you know, my God, our, if we were voting on uh, MVP at this time of the year, it's Kyler Murray. It's Kyler Murray. It's Kyler. Then the, the, the narrative changed as he got hurt once again, mm-hmm. right? right? Showing right. his frailty on the field. And I'm not saying there's no harm in getting hurt. It's a violent game. Guys will get hurt. But you look at his size, and now people are trying to starting to wonder, man, is this going to be a yearly occurrence? You know, so that's one negative. You know, he's two years in a row, he's gotten right. hurt, and then when he's come back, he really hasn't been the same player once he's come back. Right. Then performance on the field doesn't look like he wants to run much anymore. Maybe he's worried about being hurt. His game seems like it's taking a step back as the team has faltered down the stretch, along with his head coach. I will throw that out there as well. Right. But for the first time, it, the narrative, you know. Maybe, like I said, he's hearing it not just, you know, uh, from within the walls. Now, the, even the media and everybody is, quote, unquote, and in their mind, his mind, they've turned on me, you know. So I'm going to get all of you, that type of thing. And for me, it's just one of those things where he's really going to have to show some maturity and come out of this, you know, introverted shell. You know, I look at you look at all reports. Well, he's a guy that really doesn't talk much. He kind of leads by example or example more. Well, if your example is sitting and pouting on the sideline, huh. everybody getting from that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, now I'm gonna pause you on one second because I want to okay. get into that because you mentioned some good things, and, and because especially, <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> so so we're gonna. I want to talk about you mentioned the coaches. So I want to get into that, but first, <laughs> what's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all of the threats that you face today on the Internet, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, the most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either, and plans start at under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe, or use the code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. One of the things my son said to me, and it's because you mentioned something. So one of the things he mentioned was that the coach, blah, 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 blah. And I said, you can't let the coach make you not want to move forward if you are motivated internally. We talk, we hear about Cliff Kingsbury and some of his deficiencies. We know that he has a long way to go to become an elite coach. But could it be that Kyler is using his coach as the scapegoat, as opposed to point looking at himself in the mirror and looking and saying, how can I improve? What can I do to be a better player, a better leader, and just the best that I can be? That's a great question, uh, uh, Jay. I'll answer it like this. I think, okay. I think Kyler, in his mind, it's 
everybody else's fault except for him. <laughs> it doesn't. It's, it's the coach, ball boy, it's everybody. The ball boy. <laughs> because in his mind, and I and I throw this back out there, there are times when, like I said, and and you watch him. If you put this television on mute and you mm-hmm. just watch his actions out on the field a lot of times, mm-hmm. a ball is thrown. First thing he's doing, it's intercepted. He's throwing his hands up like, what are you doing? You know, what, what, it's never, you know, right. I messed up. It's like, what are you doing? You know, so he's yes. not getting the support that he is up to his standards, but mm-hmm. he has never, and you would think he's never made a mistake in his life. And that's just from some of the reactions and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. from position to position, coach to coach, I would say, you know, if, if it's not my fault, if it's never my fault, it's got to be you, 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 and you. <laughs> and it, it all depends on what play or what call or whatever it is, who would get the pl- blame according to Kyler. Right. And, you know, I'm not trying to paint him out to be this, you know, just bad guy. When I'm Growth saying, can be tough. Growth can be tough if you've always been told be. that you're great. If you're that, Being able to say, okay – let me break myself down to my to my to the most basic level and now try to not build yourself back up but try to make adjustments and tweaks to be able to navigate this landscape a little bit to more more effectively and it can be humbling a little bit too Jay. I'll give you this analogy right here when i was playing whatever sport in south jersey when you heard the name ed smith it was like oh my god <laughs> i mean he was this he was that you know yeah. And I was, I, you know, I was the big fish in the small pond, especially you break it down to South Jersey. You know, my name was known across the board. You know, yeah. I'm in all state and different things like that. But if you think about it, outside of the state of New Jersey, nobody knew who Ed Smith was because they had another thrill in the name in their territory, right? Right. So then I get drafted by the Chicago White Sox. And I was still a talent, but I get down to Sarasota for rookie ball. And all of a sudden I'm looking at these dudes, you know, who were drafted either right in front of me, right behind me. I'm looking at a whole lot of dudes that look like they got just as much talent as Ed Smith. <laughs> now, mind you, I was a hard worker. I did have some talent. So I was in, let's call it the top 10 to 15% or whatever. I wasn't one of the dudes on the back end of the, the, the 15 percentile, right? Right. But at the same time, I wasn't a Kyler Murray where he's been told from the day he was a little boy all the way through, even gets to college, he's the best of the best of the best. And all of a sudden you get to the NFL, bro, where the best – of the best, of the best are now there. So in saying that, you have to be ready. I remember when I first got to play in minor league baseball, I realized I spent, I wasted a year, my first year, you know, full season in uh, South Bend, Indiana. And I'm not saying just myself, but a few of us wasted because we were more interested in partying. That was a new environment for some of us. I was 18, 19 years old, on my own, making my money, you know, playing minor league baseball, these towns and clubs and stuff like so i wasted a little bit of time because i wasn't putting enough uh time into my trade okay now you fast forward once i realized wait a minute you're not gonna get through this just on ability alone meaning now i had to up my game not just on the field but mentally and you know practicing and make sure i get them extra ground balls in you know Mm -hmm. work on what i'm not doing well at this time you know and that's where kyler murray in my opinion is as big of a talent as he is You've seen if they can neutralize him by doing certain things. Right. I mean, he becomes an average dude. But to him, he's never been an average dude. Now, for the, the, the crossroads come, are you going to work on those things 
and take that criticism, that construct, constructive criticism, right. and make yourself into that dude that goes to the next level. And yeah. right now, what he's showing us is he's in that pouty stage where mm. it, the message hasn't quite gotten through to him yet and the experiences. And you hope that, you know, by next year, you know, maybe he's seeing, well, it's going to take a little more film study. It's going to take a little more off-season training and work to, you know, to overcome some of the obstacles good in front of you. He's not getting any taller, Jay. He's not, not going to have any growing spurts. Right. He's always going to have that thing that we always talk about. That's something that teams will use against him, try to keep him in the pocket, you know, heavy up on the edges, pressure him up the middle. If he's not going to work on getting on them tippy toes, just like Drew did, mm. to see over the top of things. These are things that you maybe you call a Drew Brees up who's not playing right now. Drew, we're of similar stature. I'm not even going to say I'm your stature. We're of similar stature. <laughs> Yeah. What can you talk to me about that helped you get over yes. our obstacle? Well, is he a dude that would eat the humble pie and do that? Yeah. When, like I said, that's that's yet to be seen. But like I said he's he's definitely at a crossroads. If you ask me right now, Jack. So one of the, the some of the speculation is also in terms of he wants that he's eligible for that extension, and that could be something a point of contention. It's. When you look at, and I think uh, we had we had talked about this, and I know I've heard it uh, talked about locally, comparatively, when you look at, say, for example, of DeAndre Ayton, how he had the opportunity to have his contract extended, and and so there was not, there was there was that speculation of how how which way will he go, will he perform or will he pout, and therefore his his decreased performance will then negatively impact the team. And he's been performing. I mean, he's got a little bit injured, but the point is that he's been performing. He's been staying the course, and maybe that's because of leadership within the Suns locker room and the culture that they've established there to, that we're going we gonna to ball out no matter what. But you wonder if that will have a negative impact on him when we've seen the sample size that we have with him in terms of how he responds to criticism and then not being extended in the first opportunity, you just wonder: is this going to is this going to continue to snowball out of control? You and I talked about it. I, I give all the credit in the world to Aiden. You, we have not heard a word about his contract situation since that deadline hit. It was like, okay, they're not going to sign me. I don't even. He didn't even really make a statement. He was just like, all right. Well, what he's done is show me the maturity of a professional athlete who understands it is a business, right. nothing personal. I mean, my man Nino Brown said it's nothing personal. <laughs> it's always yeah. business. Yeah. And this is what professional sports is. And it, to a certain degree, it becomes personal to some players when they don't know how to separate, and you meaning you're going through contract issues. Uh, maybe somebody in the organization or uh, in the media says something about you. You start taking things personal. I mean, I mean you can't do that at this point in time. And, you know, you speaking about the contracts, We've seen the growth of a Josh Allen. We've seen, uh, you know, Mahomes already it got to two Super Bowls and, you know, uh, an AFC championship game. We're talking about guys who have staked it and earned it to a certain degree. Now, Kyler, you've been in the MVP conversation. Does that mean that, okay, well, we got to give him this money? No, it doesn't. You right. still have to earn it. You have to go out and show the organization. Here's the thing, Jay. When they sign you that loan guaranteed money mm-hmm. that goes against cap hits for years and years and years, yeah. it, that that's what they're taking into account. They want to know if you're along for the long haul. Are right. you going to be a dude that's going to work 
harder than everybody else out there, not just be satisfied because now you got the contract. We got to know that we can depend on you. What has Kyler Murray showed with his petulant attitude to a certain degree and standoffedness and different things? And here's the thing, Jay. If we see it, meaning we're just watching film and games and stuff like that, if we see it, what are they seeing within the organization, the dudes that have to walk by him every day in the clubhouse, in the meeting rooms, you sense his attitude and stuff like that. And quite honestly, you'd have to be, I mean, we know he has the talent, but what are, what, you know, there's more to it than just talent. We need right. your leadership and all these other things. If we're not seeing it, we're going to open up our purses to the tune of $35, $40 million and just give it to you just because you're Kyler Murray. And you have these skill sets? No, we need to we need to see the whole package. And that's what I'm thinking the Cardinals are thinking. We need to see everything, not just the fact that you can be dynamic on the field. We need you to uplift the mm-hmm. rest of the organization. Yeah. Yeah. To to whom much is given, much is expected. So yeah, mm-hmm. most definitely. So it's gonna be interesting. We're gonna be keeping an eye on it. The the all the, the draft speculation and all these uh uh the 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 what am I thinking of the, uh, what am I, not rough drafts, but the, uh, mock drafts, mock drafts. Thank you. Mock <laughs> drafts and all that good stuff. We'll figure that out. So yo, on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams. This has been Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Tell a friend and tell a friend about what we got going on here at Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. And as always, we are presented by Bet Online. as we always like to say around this time, are you okay? Till next time, be easy out there. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.